The most important thing when I took over, what I did is the social media audit. The social media audit is like the backbone of everything that's going to be um, on your social media as a company, as a church, as a leader. Because from there, you will do like a lot of research. You will do a lot of market analysis and like competitors research. And then you will analyze what are the content that worked before, what content flopped, and then um, you can optimize all the content that you're gonna put out in the future from the research that you've done from the very beginning. So social media audit is a very um, important step for doing something crazy on every social platform. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Social Media Church podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Aaron Magnuson. Joined today by the other co-host, DK Hammonds. And if you're not watching on YouTube, you should be, uh, because DK can make gestures with his hands. Uh, and I'll let you, if you're listening to this, I'll let I'll leave it at that so that you can uh, be in tune enough to go over there. But little little uh, graphics appear on his, on his screen. Uh, so... That was awesome. DK, how you doing? Man, I'm good. Let me tell you something. I must really love this platform and these people because I got up really, really early to do this. So group hug for everybody. Let's lay in We love you, DK. And we're happy that you got up early. I got up early too. Uh, and the reason that we got up early is because we have a very special guest on the podcast today. And it's somebody that I've actually been trying to get on the podcast for a long time. She's in the Philippines. And because of the craziness of our schedules, have not made it work. But today at 8 a.m. Central Time, we have Marley May on the podcast. And Marley May is the social media manager for pray.com somebody that i have the pleasure of being a coworker with uh and have had the pleasure of learning a tremendous amount of social media skills and hacks and insights from and so today i wanted to bring her on the podcast and have her drop all of those nuggets on you all now marley is in the philippines and this is a special moment for us here at social media church because our team on the back end representing amplify social media is all in the philippines as well People we love, people we have relationships with, people we've met in person, and they are going to be so excited, Marley, that you're on the podcast and editing this podcast. So Marley, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Thank you, Aaron. Oh, yeah, I'm good. And I'm feeling excited about this podcast because this is going to be first ever podcast interview. Uh, We are honored. Marley, that we would be the platform for everybody to learn about and discover you. Uh, I have seen incredible growth of our Pray.com social media, all of our channels, uh, since you joined the team and since you started strategizing. And it is about time that you share some of that secret sauce with the world. Mm -hmm. But before we jump into social media strategies, Marley, would you be so kind as to just introduce yourself to our audience, let them know a little bit about your background, where you're from what you're doing now, uh, and then we'll jump into social media. So, um, actually, I started my career in the hospitality industry so that my friendship was working in a five-star hotel in Manila. But then the pandemic hit. I was laid off, 
and they just decided to um, have a renovation of the hotel. And then for two years, we were on lockdown in the Philippines. And I don't know how it's going to work for me because I have no job at all. And that kind of like opened up really interesting ideas. Um, I had like um, different ventures, business ventures, like food business, clothes business, buy and sell, but it's just all home-based. And then um, two years after I kind of um, learned about freelancing and that's when I learned I can actually um, earn money online. And my first online job was under a, an agency. And then from there, I um, signed in with um, multiple clients from uh, other countries. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, that kind of really started my um, freelancing journey. And then serving um, other people across all uh, the globe. And then, um, like a few months after, I felt um, that burnout because I felt like my freelancing services is all over the place. Like I was really overwhelmed with a lot of work as a general virtual assistant. And then um, I quit. I let go of all the clients that I have. And I used those three months to really focus on what is the thing that I really wanted to do them and that social media. And then I used those three months to upskill and um, I joined online webinars, online workshops, and then I also um, utilized the free courses on Udemy, Google D- Digital Garage, and I also had like page ratings. But it's um, social media management um, training because I really wanted to deep dive on social media industry. And then three three months after, March 2022, that's when I signed with Predoc. And it grown from there. So that's my um, trust uh, from hospitality industry, working face-to-face with people, and now working remotely as a social media manager for Predoc. That's a really long journey for me. Yeah, that's really amazing, Marley. I mean... To hear your journey, to hear um, that pandemic just didn't impact the people in the U.S., but it impacted us globally, and to hear that you knew how to, you knew what to do with your pivot. Right, a lot of people have been having conversations, pivots, what to do with them, and all this kind of stuff. No, you took it upon yourself, and as you mentioned, the upskill to learn new trades, to learn new stuff, and then reapply it to the market. And for that, we salute you, Marley. This is so amazing, and I'm glad to hear your story. Yes, uh, DK. That, yeah, that, that's probably worth spending spending time on for a second. This this whole concept of upskilling uh, has never been easier because of webinars uh, and because of those things. It's just like, are you willing to put in the time and the hours to learn those things? Uh, and then, I mean, ultimately, Marley, what that led to is a, is a job like you upskilled and then you got a job uh, and you changed industries. And I think that there's uh, some encouragement there for pastors and leaders uh, and even social media managers that are listening to this 
uh, there's opportunities that you have, by the way, that your organization will probably pay for, uh, for you to learn and grow. Now, we're happy you're here, giving us your ear, and, and we're happy for you to learn from Marley today. But I think that there's something really cool that happens when you invest and sharpen your skills uh, or develop a new skill. Uh, D- DK, I know you're passionate about this. I like, um, is, is there anything specific that, that you would want to explore more while we're here? Uh, I, I just know that it's, yeah, man. That myth. so, all right. So, I mean, that's a journey that Marley eloquently laid out for us. She, she went from hospitality and really social media is a version of hospitality. She went from hospitality to freelancing, which gave her the skill set to kind of navigate social media because she had to learn different skill sets. And then now you apply that knowledge to a business opportunity. And here you are working for a high-end Christian company in the U.S. I think that's that it can get overlooked. And so I'm a person that's upskilled and, and out of the pandemic gone to school, done all those things. And those things have been extremely helpful uh, for me, but it's also gave me a lot of opportunity to discuss it and talk about it at length to other people, which leads to more lead generation because I'm talking about it. I'm passionate about it. People can see my work, etc. So Marley, in the social media game, what are you most passionate about to communicate to people as it relates to social media? Um, actually, for me, it's all about um, humanizing the company and the person because um, people um, connect with people. And like, um, it's more important that um, the audience or your target market really but really, they really feel that, um, like this company that I follow and I love, feels me. This company hears me. Like this company really understand my. And like we wanted to give all that, um, you know, content for them so that they would, whenever they go to social media, they would want to get inspired. They want to get um, educated. They want to be entertained. So we want to give all that to like really build a strong relationship because um, like from the company standpoint, we will never really like meet all the customers that we have all over the because that's a reality. But social media connects us in a way that uh, we're building that um, genuine relationship with them. And that's, um, I think, the most powerful um, thing that social media can do for us. Yes, it is. It is, and DK, it's not the first time, beautiful that Marley said it, it's not the first time that we have said on this podcast that people connect with people. So Pastor, it's why it's important that your social media is involved, that you are on social media. Um, But we are talking to a lot of managers of social media accounts that are for the the brand, as Marley said, or for the organization or for the church. All of those are synonymous. So as we interchange those terms throughout this podcast, we're all talking about the same thing. Hey guys, it's Nils and I'm interrupting this podcast episode to highlight one of our sponsors. This sponsor is actually one of my companies, Amplify Social Media. 
uh, where I'm the founder and CEO. And for years, we've been helping ministries and churches grow uh, their message and amplify their message through social media done for them. And so as a consultant, one of the things that I found is that a lot of times ministries that have a hard time with capacity to fully do everything that they want to do on social media. So we built a team to help. We can help uh, put your sermons on YouTube and podcasts and create social media clips and graphics and videos and all the things uh, that you need to do with ads and uh, even responding, helping you manage your inbox and your comments and messages. Our team is here to help. So if you want help uh, amplifying your social media presence, uh, reach out to our team, go to amplifysocial.media and we would love to help. We will hopefully talk to you soon. Let's get back to the episode. Marley, what, what was your first step? Because uh, I think that there's a lot of churches, and DK, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I, w- I think that there's a lot of churches that are still trying to figure out this human humanizing element to the church. And by the way, the church is a living organism, so this should be easier for the church than it is for any other brand uh, from, from where I sit. So Marley, kind of when you came in in March 2022, which was three or four months before I came in, uh, what was kind of some of those first steps that you took with Pray.com in, in in shifting it to the direction of humanizing a brand? Yeah, so the most important thing um, when I took over, uh, what I did is the social media uh, audit. The social media audit is like um, the, the backbone of everything that's going to be um, on your social media platform as a company as a church as a leader um because from there you will do like a lot of research you will all uh, do a lot of market analysis and um like competitors research and then you will analyze what are the content that worked uh before what content flop and then um you can optimize all the content that you're gonna put out in the future from the research that you've done for the birth beginning so social media audit is a very um important step Mm. for doing something crazy on every social platform let's let's practically unpack that uh yes that's right audit this is speaking dk's love language he's having woke up at 8 a.m uh marley let's unpack that so so there's i'd imagine there's a lot of leaders that are like okay social media audit okay was she just looking at stats if she was looking at stats, what stats was she looking at? How far back did she go? Like, can you unpack that process a little bit just just so for, for some tangible handles for our audience to grab? Um, like um in general in a general sense, if you're going to play, like um have a little time to do that social media audit, it's like um collect all the social media handles that you have, like either Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn. If you're on TikTok also. And then um you're just kind of like listing all um the data that um your social media accounts have. Like for example, um the handles, like the usernames that you have across all those platforms, um the uh, bio, um, like the brief description of each um account that you have and how many followers have you got. How many content have you put out in the past? Um, what are the top performing content? What are the low performing content? And and then from there, um, you'll have a general sense of okay, are all my um, 
accounts on social media, are they similar? Like, do they have like that friend yeah. void in every social media? Because, for example, if um if we have like pray.com on um Instagram and then like daily prayers on Facebook, they're not the same. You know, like who is this company? Because um they're they're um sharing about pray.com and then in this um platform they are daily prayers. So um it really has to be like um in sync all the memes, all the bios, and then um yeah, you could just optimize. So all right, Mark, you gather you gamma with you so so what Marley is talking about to the audience and, and again welcome to Social Media Church. I'm DK Harris. Aaron, and we have the lovely Mark genius brain of Marley here with us. And what Marley is talking about is brand cohesion. How we can make our brand, because this goes into standardizations and streamlining a brand to make it look and feel, again, that human experience, the same no matter what platform, even though those platforms have different audiences, we're still going to have some level of cohesion and then curtail the information to the audience. That is what she's speaking of, right? And so I think it's important for the mid-level mall of churches to really think about how important social media is, how we're leveraging that social media. I, I, I think this is, this is me. It's not many people talking about audit. I think the audit is one of the most important things you can do is because it tells you the story that other people won't tell you. And so, so, and see, and then you can see, okay, hey, my TikTok ain't really about that life. Let me go over here and, and change, or let me add some more text and, and pictures and things of that nature. And so, Ma'am, sir, if if you're going to get started in this business grassroots ground level, find you somebody that understands the importance of a social media audit. And here's the other part to that: how to then implement the audit. Fine, Marley. I'm so glad you brought up the audit. That like, not many people doing that. Not many people doing that. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of work that. Not everybody wants to invest, but what you find is who you are, and then you're able to actually create the content that matters. I remember it took me about like a week to finish social media audits for all of Prehan. So say that again. How long did it take you? Like a week. Wow. Well, welcome to your first podcast, Marley. Um, I was nervous. You know, but... I had to be nervous. You're doing great. You are, you are, Marley, you are really good at presenting and speaking. Just so you know, like that's a skill that you have. No smoke. Uh, you are really good at that. So, um, I'm just thankful that Jason allows me to, you know, present more often because that's the thing that I've, um, not doing a lot before. And so, um, yeah, it helps me to build that confidence and show up to the company or out there. Yes. Yes. Yep. And it's a it's a skill it's a skill that I'm I'm thankful a lot of our 
team gets to gets to learn is uh, presenting and people that English is not their first language. And I'm like, man, you guys are crushing this presenting to the company. Uh, asking asking all that. DK, you good? Yeah, my bad. My son was calling and the whole thing dropped while he was FaceTime calling. Okay. Is is your son good? Yeah, yeah, he's straight. He's on his way to my house. That's what he's got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um I'm trying to figure out where where to jump back in because DK did you, you well before I, I come back while I was at you got it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. All right. Jump uh team. DK is going to give you a little space and then you can edit, edit to this point right here. Cause I loved where DK was going, man. Hey, okay. So listen, y'all, I'm, you know, DK, that's Aaron. We have the lovely Marley here with us and Marley was sharing with us so eloquently about the importance of a social media audit and how that audit then drives so many other things in terms of brand cohesion brand structure strategy and it makes your brand become more alive and humanistic because you understand what your brand is so find you a social media manager that understands social media audits how to use them and then how to then implement the information that you got from said audit so marley walk us through that help us out we don't know much we are slow over here, right? Help us out in terms of let's take one strategy and how we could implement that one strategy in areas. Um, you, you could pick yeah. anyone. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, okay. So maybe we could talk about um, since we're talking for um, those um, companies that are, you know, starting from the ground up. Actually. So I all the impressions, all the engagement. I think that's kind of like in the future, but um, we could talk about like the target audience. And so um, that should be the first thing that everybody in the company or everybody in the ministry knows that who are you talking to in the social media? Because they say if you talk to everyone, you're talking to no one. And so... Zero, you're talking to no one. Say it again for the people in the back. If you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. Preach, Marley. Keep yeah. preaching. That actually um, helped me to um, create all the content writing that pain points that our target audience are experiencing. So um, mostly um, the followers of Pray.com is um, women in their 30s to 45, age 30 to 45. Um, on both on Instagram and Facebook, and so um, you have to um, know where your target audience are hanging. So for prey, it's Instagram and Facebook, because you don't want to spend yourself too thin on each platform doing the bare minimum. You're being mediocre. I mean, you're all over the place. I mean, yes, you're showing up in every platform there is on social media, but then you have got like what? Um, a thousand followers each of that. When you get a click with two or three platforms that gonna work for you and you have like more passion to create content for and like all in, you're gonna put in the work to create that content for each platform that optimize. Like for example, at Instagram, um, 
reels are um doing a great um you know work for us because um we're reaching more people than ever yeah. for the past years on Freedac. So um yeah, I think really knowing your target audience and uh, working your content around it for uh their for the pain points is uh what the now DK, now DK, not only do we agree with everything Marley just said, well, I love it that we started with an audit and now we're talking about knowing your audience. We guys, we haven't even started talking about the content itself nope. Nope. to grow your channel. We've talked about two things that have nothing to do with the content itself. Nope. I know you're excited to create content. I know you, pastor, social media manager, online pastor, have awesome ideas and I'm preaching to myself because this is me about what we should be posting on social media. Have you done the audit? Have you done the audience audit so that you know whether you like that content or whether your audience likes that content? Because newsflash, nobody cares if you like it. The important part of growth, which let's go back to why is growth important for churches? Why are we talking about this? Well, it's not to be famous. I'll tell you that. Uh, it's to spread the news of Jesus all across the internet, all across the social webs to change lives. So I don't care what you like. Don't think Jesus cares what you like. I think what's important is what has Jesus called your church to do online so that the Great Commission can be fulfilled. And that takes an audit, and that takes an audience audit before we're even talking about that really cool TikTok dance move video that you think your pastor should do so that you can get 1.4 million views and arrive. And there's air quotes around the arrive. I hope you heard that in the inflection of my voice. Now, DK, one of the advantages that we have at Pray.com is we have an app. And so we're able to get unique insight into what Marley referred to as our audience. Sure. Now, for in church, which is your space, it used to be my space. Yeah. Uh, not the platform, but it did used to be my space. Uh, DK, how, how would you recommend to a church leader to do an audience audit outside of just some of the metrics that you may already have on your social media platform? But what's another good space to do an audit to determine who am I reaching and what does that person look like? Actually sit in a sanctuary. Some of us social media gurus, things of that nature, hardly even go to church. Go sit your behind in the sanctuary and see for yourself Who's the audience? Walk the hallways, have conversations with people to determine in person who's the audience. Now, because that audience is different than the audience that is listening digitally, right? And so now you say, okay, cool. I have a good handle on what we have in the building. What does that look like digitally? So now we can we can we could potentially look at the analytics and say, okay, it, at this age. It's at this race color. Here's where we're making the most impact as it relates to social media. Now that you know that, that means if your audience is 70% women, and I'm using that loosely because I don't know what everybody's audience is, but 70% women, then you're not going to have a whole lot of blues, right? You're going to make sure it's real brand structured because you're pulling more women in and women share content. One day we're going to have a podcast and we're going to talk about the importance.
importance and value women have to social media and how it drives in other places, right? But that's what I'm saying, and that's how it import, important it is. There's a book uh, that I studied in seminary that talked about marketing, especially to girls, and how to use certain brand colors, brand strategies based on the social media audit. And then taking that and then using that psychology, because there is a psychology and using the psychology to your advantage. Now that sounds like pinky in the brain kind of talk, but, <laughs> but that was a great show, by the way. Yeah. I love great, it. Great card too. But that's why it's so important. So that was, those are the way I, so if you want to know what sheep are doing, and you don't smell like sheep, it's the euphemism at biblical, then you won't have an understanding about sheep. You have to get in the weeds with the people to know what is happening. So what if you got a million people that go to your church? Well, in your close community, you can pretty much get a good feel of what it is that's representing the church. And then use that to pull in the outliers that's kind of standing on the outside the fringes to make a better, bigger impact. This is, this is a, this is paywall conversation right here. Yeah. <laughs> what does DK mean by paywall? This is content that should live behind a paywall. And someday it might, just so y'all know. Uh, and someday it might. It's and, uh, okay, Marley, Marley, okay, before, before we continue, before we continue, uh, what was j just for context so that people really understand and start taking notes if they haven't already, uh, what, what, where was prey at generally speaking, social media wise, follower wise, when you came in and where are we now? Do you, do you have that off the top of your head? Um, okay. Um, roughly, roughly. Um, when I joined, it was, uh, about 280,000 followers. And now we're close to hitting 700,000. That's in a year. That's in a year, everybody. Yeah. That's in a year. Okay. So so the framework that we've laid out so far, if you weren't listening before, you're listening now. Uh, and if your friend is over there making content, whatever he wants or she wants, go ahead and send them this podcast. That would be a wise choice. Uh, so um, you did the audit. You did the audience audit. Now, Marley, was the next step creating content or was the next step something like, Okay, now that I know what they look like, where are they hanging out? Is that like following a bunch of accounts to start getting ideas of what those accounts they're engaging with are creating? And then we're going to create something similar for Prey? Or what, what did it look like after you had nailed down your social media audit and then your audience audit? Um, yeah. Uh, well, the next step is actually the content planning. So not the creating, the creative process itself, but the content planning and strategizing. Because um, you have to um, be strategic in what platform you're going to focus on and what content buckets you wanted to give more for target audience. And then there, you can now start creating your content. So, wow. planning a strategy. Okay. Let's make it Let's make it practical for the people. Let's make it practical. And we'll be taking donations after this. Uh, we... You, you can't, I'm going to put our Venmo links in here. Come on. All the, yeah. all the money's blowing the Marley. Uh, so, okay. What, so when you're, when you're content strategizing, are you do that, doing that in like Google Sheets, like different buckets? Just unpack that a little bit again. 
for the sake of our audience, just being able to grab some handles. What what did that look like? The content strategy before you start creating the content look like for you, Marley? Yeah. So we have like five content buckets. Um, so they're educational, inspirational, entertaining, promotional, and the u- user generated content. So these are the content that um that people are creating for you. Like they're promoting you. So those are the five content buckets that are mainly focused for social media content creation. And um, yeah, for example, for Prey.com, we have our Instagram that is focused on inspirational content and promotional content. Um, but you have to remember that, uh, of course, um, as uh, business owners or ministry leaders, you 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 need to somehow promote what you have but then you have to remember the 80 20 rule which is um 80 should be educational inspirational entertaining and then 20 percent is the promotional stuff so um because people want to be entertained they want to be inspired they want to be um educated and you don't go log in on a facebook um account and scrolling your feed because you want to be sold to right so um, yeah, the, the 80-20 rule helps me to um, create content that are more of like giving value to the target audience. And then from um, the, the remaining 20% is the promotional. Can, um, they will buy your stuff when they're rich. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Marty, this is, this is so rich. Let me go back and repeat what she just said. She get, listen, I can't stress enough. You can't read this anywhere. This is coming fresh off of her, fresh manna from heaven directly to us from Marley. We so appreciate the manner we thank God for. Here's what she said. Five key areas to consider. 80% of those areas, 20% is promo and maybe lead generation. The other 80% is editorial or what I like to call lifestyle, right? It's a lifestyle information. Entertainment. Have some funny stuff on here. For God's sake, you can't, you can't, you can't rain down fire and (laughs) there needs to be some, some information that is inspiring, right? Then it's entertaining, inspiring, and then it's inspirational. Then you could probably, here's a free one. Then you can add on discipleship. All of those things feed into the lead generation of what church likes to call a way to disciple. And so your digital platform with those five things now becomes a discipleship generator just because we were intentional on the fronting. You can't miss that. That is so important, so critical. Listen, I got my notes. You got to be saying something good for me to have these notes. I got my my team finna get all the smoke early this morning because this is rich information. Thank you for that, Marley. Appreciate you. Man, 
Yeah, this has been so good, Marley. Uh, so let's uh, as as we as we kind of round the corner here, uh, coming home. What Marley would you say um, was some of the best? Now, now that we're ready to talk about content creation, what was some of the ways that you humanized the brand? Because I think churches would benefit from this as well, um, kind of as that fourth step uh, in this process of kind of just reevaluating our social medias for for maximum impact. Um, how did you humanize Pray.com? Yeah. So um, when I did the social media audit uh, when I started, so I uh, observed that the past content that uh, were published um, are all in the King James Version. Um, I think it, it's it's um, kind of hard for people to like really understand what the King James uh, Version um, really means. So uh, what we did is uh, change those scriptures, the Bible verses, into new um, new introductions, and I from KJV to NIV. So um, because um, I think that would be more relatable for people who are going to see it as social media, and it's going to be shareable for them. So when they share that specific content that we put out, that would mean reaching more people so uh yeah that that's one of the um things that really made an impact um on the content creation pray.com so from pjv to nav y'all well no no let's not move past that all right now what she says super important for those who are biblical scholars she is talking about how she saw an audit and how the audit then then transform into how we can transliterate certain Bible texts. Transliteration is taking the current the old text into the new text and making it current, and so to speak, and then finding what applies to our people to make it more palatable for them to share. That's a three prong process that she said with one sentence that I don't want us to kind of like skip over. That's super important. I saw a problem. Some of us don't even want to see our problem. We think our social media is just doing 120%. It actually probably isn't, right? I saw a problem, and here's how we can just do one scripture. Maybe you don't want to use NIV. Use New American Standard. Use Message. Use whatever to make it more appealing to the people and not just to your audience. DK. Okay, we lost DK. That's all right. Uh, we're gonna wrap this podcast up. Um, definitely uh, go back and listen to uh, the last uh, minute of what DK said. Uh, he waved goodbye if you're watching on YouTube. Um, but Marley, uh, thank you so much for all that you shared with us. Seriously, this has been one of the best podcasts we've ever recorded. Uh, thank you for all of the education that you went through for such a time as this to be able to offload that and share that. Thank you for sharing it so willingly. Uh, I know there's a lot of people listening today that got leveled up. Uh, as we close this podcast, is there anything else that you would share to pastors and leaders um, who are trying to make social media more impactful for their church? Yeah, sure. Um, so I think the most important that um, every 
people who are working in the media for our company is that um, they're always worried. We're always worried about the algorithm, not loving our content, right? But I think we need to change the word algorithm to audience. So, because how that changes the way we create our content, because um, algorithm doesn't hate us. Maybe our audience don't like our content. If our audience don't like our content, it's not going to be shared. It's not going to be um, pushed to other people's feeds, other people's. So I think that's um, the most important thing to uh, remember whenever we create our content. So it's always about giving value to our that's amazing we're gonna end this one with a banger uh it's not about the algorithm we should change that word to audience audience because we yeah. need to say yeah yeah go go deep if you think about it the algorithm is tech the audience is the tangible side you need both you gotta have both and some people are so you know Y2K prone, they think you don't need both. You got to have both. And we can't shun our audience and not use what the algorithm is telling us in order to move ahead. It's very simple. The algorithm is your advantage if you use it well, right, to reach the audience you're trying to reach. That's it. That's it. Uh, I don't I don't know what else there is there is to say outside of thank you, Marley. Uh, again, for everything you shared, I don't think there was a single word that came out of your mouth that was not worth writing down. Uh, and this is probably one people need to go back. That's right. DK got all the notes uh, and there is no way uh, DK should have more notes than any one of us listening. Uh, Marley, thank you so much for your time. Uh, it's probably almost getting time for you to go to sleep. I don't know when you guys sleep over there uh, when you're working for American companies, but we do appreciate the work and it is not overlooked. Uh, thank you for leveling all of us up today, Marley. We will definitely be having you back on podcast to talk more. DK, any final thoughts from you before we wrap this thing? Yeah, um, I just want to let everybody know that Marley uh, doesn't want to work for any one of you. She's only working for us. We appreciate Marley. <laughs> We're going to protect Marley at all costs. Right? That's right. Yeah. That that that's right. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Marley behind the very expensive paywall. Uh she will not be bought. Uh Marley, keep doing the incredible work that you're doing. Absolutely. It was an honor to have you on the podcast. And uh thank you for blessing our listening audience today. If you would, listener, please hit that subscribe button, write a review. There is no better way to help this podcast get into the hands of so many more churches and social media managers that need it than to do those two things. We appreciate your ear. If you're watching on YouTube, you can hit subscribe and like and comment and all that stuff as well. Hit us up on X because DK and I love X more than anything, any other social platform. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's start the conversation over there. But the reality is uh, anywhere you can find us, hit us up. We are here for it. Oh, Marley, I almost made the greatest mistake of my life. Um, Marley, where, and this will be in the show notes uh, and the description on YouTube. Marley, where can people connect with you? Where can people reach out to you if they'd like to? Uh, now, they're not going to be able to hire you, but they might be able to get a couple questions answered. Where's the best place to connect with Marley May? Yeah, inbox DK. That's, that's how you said <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
that can be on LinkedIn. So just my name or on LinkedIn. I love it. That's as professional as I, I don't think there's a single answer that uh, Marley has said today, DK, that I was expecting. Uh, it's it's all okay. like, oh, she went there. Okay, cool. Hey, then, go to LinkedIn, stay out the inboxes, please. All questions need to be on the public channel so we can all read it. So, yeah, we're community. We love one another. God bless you. God bless you, everybody. And we'll talk to you again on the next episode.